Okay, so we're on page 153, it's chapter 5 of section uh, 6, and we're going through now, again, the different things, the different uh, frameworks for bonding with Hashem, now that we're not in yeshiva full-time, we spoke about das, we spoke about chavivus ha-mitzvahs, mitzvahs, we spoke about, um, and then we spoke about the last two chapters, he was speaking about learning. Uh, the first thing he pointed out um, in chapter 3 was the idea of learning has to be uh, a cumulative learning. It has to be with the, with the goal of knowing what you, what you learned, remembering it, chazering it, understanding it very clearly, writing it down if you can, taking tests if you can. Because, uh, you know, just sitting and learning without any, you know, clear goal and without having the sense of walking away with anything is not something which is great for long term, especially when, when you know, you're not learning full time. Last week he gave a few different suggestions about different, uh, different ways of learning, different structures with Rabbeim, with groups, you know, uh, different types of Sadarim, Sundays, tests, and all that stuff. And now the question, though, is maybe even the most important is, well, what should you learn, right? So you know how to learn and, and what the structure is, but what are the things that are important to learn, right? You see, you know, you, there's so much to learn, there's so much Tyra. Um, you know, how do you, uh, how do you choose which things that you should be learning? And, uh, and uh, again, it's, it's, this is a difficult question. And obviously, every person is going to be on an individual level, right? But there are certain things which are basic, certain general um, categories which are very important. And so let's, let's, uh, let's go through them. So he says there are three important things that, are, that, that we need, okay? Three goals that are defined through learning. Okay, there's a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, obviously, right? Shachas and Marav, the Gemara says, according to most Yishayim, Yeyesa with Shema. But there are three goals that you should have when it comes to learning. Number one is to know that which is incumbent upon us to do. You have to know what to do. Torah ultimately is first and foremost law. It's first and foremost, Barashem Zualacha. Right, if you read the Torah, what is it? What is the book of Torah? You ever think about it? What is it? Torah is a book of laws, right? Now, again, if all Torah is is, is the Constitution, then uh, obviously, you know, you, you, you missed the boat, right? That, but that's the, the basic structure. Torah demands a certain behavior, and so your goal in learning should be, what is it that you should be doing? Number two is to be inspired, which we'll talk about. And number three, to become intellectually engaged in Torah. So let's go through all three, and, uh, and here we go. So the first goal obviously points us towards learning halacha. The idea that you have to know what to do, Right, so that means halacha is very, very important. And again, very, you know, when when we go to work, halacha does take on more significance. Right, usually you go to work, you start learning halacha by the Shabbos table. Halacha becomes something which, you 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 know, you put a greater focus on. Now again, uh, obviously or not obviously, and uh, we don't we don't assume that uh, we're all going to become paisik. Right, it's a difficult thing to become a paisik. Right, in any event. Um, so what's the point of learning halacha? Well, again, the obvious reason. First of all. Um, just to do the mitzvah properly, right? Just doing the mitzvah the way you did it when you were a kid, you know, is, is not going to work, right? It's a very, very superficial level. When you learn things, things that come up in day-to-day, so we're not talking about the difficult halacha shayos, we're talking about just the day-to-day routine halachas. You know, it's, I, 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 uh, when I learned Hilchus Tefillin a few years ago, so I, you know, I'm going to go through it with every mishabura. You know, there's a great uh, picture one. You ever see the, the Pe'er HaShulchan, I think they call it? You ever see on the pictures on Hilchus Tefillin and Sitzis is great. So I remember I wrote down a whole list of stuff, you know, first of all, stuff that I wasn't doing properly in terms of how I was putting it on, how I was doing it. And then like, I actually went to a cipher. I'm like, you know, essentially if Aaron actually just did like a, a questions and answers session with, uh, with some Hever and Eretz Yisrael. Um, and, they were, and they were talking about, you know, spoiling kids, you know, giving kids whatever they want versus making them earn it. 
And so he just said, generally speaking, you know, that if you just give kids things without having them to earn it, it's what's it worth, right? It's just something which is, you know, this is, obviously you don't, you, don't, you don't have to make them work for supper, right? There's basic standards. But, you know, just to, and he said, someone came up to him, he says, you know, he's a rich guy and he's going to buy his son's fill for his mitzvah. So he said, he told him, he's going to go to Seifer here, blank check, just give me the most mahudradikit fill that you can possibly have, you know, Rebchaim Kanievsky's fill. He said, he said well, what, is, what is that worth? He says, buy a kid, buy a, kid a kasher, a mahudr, parents fill. You know, a standard mahudr, don't you, you know, do it. And when the kid's older and he learns through the halachas and he understands it, then let him go and, you know, let him, uh, you know, let him, let him decide that he wants to spend money on a chumrah. Just to spend money on a chumrah without actually, you know, thing, that's, uh, what's that worth? But again, the point is that, you know, I remember like, I had a whole checklist of things, like based on the Mishabura, like maybe I should get new tefillin, you know, I was putting it on this way versus that way. I actually went to my friend of mine who's a cipher who like calmed me down. He's like, don't worry, you know, what you're wearing is fine, you're good. And he explained to me, no, we don't do it. But uh, just basic halachas that, you know, you, you, that you need to know how to do, right? Day-to-day stuff. That's obvious. Second, he said, even with regard to the more difficult shilas, right? Again, if you don't have a background in basic halachas, then you don't even know what to ask, right? You're not sure what's even a question, you know? You, you don't, you don't, you're not sure what kinds of shilas, you know? You, uh, you know, uh, you, 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 I, I, we, we uh, all right, whatever, right? You know, your you curing machine, your new technology comes out. Is it a shilas? Do you have to table it? You, sometimes you don't even think about things, right? On Shabbos, this comes up, what? Do you? Do you? All right, that's... Uh, that's right. So I, I could go through this again afterwards, but uh, you know, there's different. If David Feinstein tells you have to, I actually I asked if David Feinstein personally. So Boski told me I don't have to. I called them both. I called until I got someone that tells me I don't have to. So uh, not good. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, so you, you don't even know what if you should be asking a shal. You don't even know what to ask, right? So knowing having a foundation in, in halachas and a foundation in sugyas gives you at least the idea of, you know, this is not too different from, uh, you know, health, right? None of us are becoming doctors, or at least I don't think so, right? We're not becoming doctors. And yet, having a basic understanding of the human body, of health, of basic concepts, now you know, you know, what you should be alarmed of. You have, you have a headache. Should you run to the emergency room for a headache, right? If you, if you stop have no shayachas, then you'll ignore things that you shouldn't ignore, right? You, you know, if you learn a little bit, you know the signs of a stroke, the signs of a heart attack, the signs of the, you know, there's different things to look out for. And you know what? To ask a doctor. Otherwise, you run to the doctor every time there's a scratch. It's also no good. Either you're not going to go too often enough or you're going to go too often. So learning halach and getting a basic understanding. And that's, I think, by the way, the goal of, of the Smichas Chavah program, right? You started up again over here? Was it on Wednesday nights? What is it? What? Are you doing Italian more? Right? But again, it's... His goal, right, he says it's smichas chavah. You're not getting smicha, right? There are other programs for Balbatan that are giving like a smicha. This is a smichas chavah that you should be familiar with the halachas and also know, you know the kinds of things that need to be asked. Okay, that's uh, the third reason is perhaps more important to impress upon the person the importance of halacha. As a person moves away from yeshiva setting, his sense of halacha is influenced by the drift of the public, right? Which halacha is? How are you, how are you living? You go with the flow. You see what the element shul is doing. You see what the people on your block are doing, right? And you're like, okay, oh, this rub's a machmer. He's a makel. I'm not a machmer. I'm a makel. It becomes just very, very superficial and just immature. Right? Halacha starts to become a minug, right? Every, everything is like a minug. Okay, my minug is, uh, right? Things that are not totally in minug become about, oh, this is what my father does. Again, this is important. You know, there's, there's a place for minug and halacha. But generally speaking, you know, learning halacha, right? Even halacha is that you're not going to keep impress upon a person the importance of halacha, right? I always, I always say that, you know, there's a mitzvah midairaisa, according to most Rishonim midairaisa, there's a mitzvah Talmud Torah, Shachris and Mairi say Shema, you're mekayim in mitzvah Talmud Torah, v'gisa v'yayim v'layla, 
All you gotta do, right? Okay, there's a very famous Shitas Haran that says, no, the mitzvah is to learn every second, but you're putter from learning, you know, and other, you know, when you're working or when you're doing things, you know, whatever. But most we shouldn't hold Pashtas, I think. Right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You learn, like, what, what's the Tathas? We talk about how amazing Torah is, and yet you say a Pasuk is Shema in the morning and night, and, uh, and that somehow uh, patters you from learning. Like, Terrence is just, even just doing something a little bit, a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes at night, means that this thing is important to you, right? You, you, don't, you don't sit there read the, the, the driving you know, manual uh, you know, that you took for your permit test. You read it once and then you move on, right? Okay, that's maybe more common sense. But also it's like, if something is important, you spend time every day, even if it's a little bit, right? Even if it's a little bit, that, that little bit shows the chashivas for it. So learning halacha shows that you're, that you're machshiv, that it's not, this is not just, you know, hey, okay, yeah, what do you do, okay? It's, it's actually real halachas about how a person's supposed to live, and these things are important, and these things form the basis of, of our Talmud Torah. Now, the real problem is here, and he says, is how do you learn halach? It's very difficult. So again, he starts off with Arachayim, right, which is something which is, I think most people, when they talk about halacha, they usually start with Arachayim. You know, as a side point, uh, in, in the 19 letters, when Rav Hirsch talks about what he sees as the problems, right? You, always, you see this by a lot of the G'daylam, especially the ones that like, were dealing with like, you know, crises and Kleiso, and like, people like, started like, you know, changing, you know, the Maral has a famous letter. They all, they all have letters about like, what happened, what went wrong, you know, after the Spanish expulsion, they were all, what went wrong, you know, how come everyone went off the derrick, how come everyone converted? All, so Hirsch has this 18th letter, he traces like, Jewish history, and he says, what went wrong that you know, in like, 20 years, the entire France and Germany became fry, like it's an amazing thing. And one of the things he says, one of the biggest problems is, he says that they started selling Shulchan just Erechaim. So they started selling Erechaim separate. Right? He says, because people began to think that what's Yiddishkeit? It's like yeah, holidays and parties and prayers and like very ceremonial kind of mitzvahs. He says, those are important and those come up, they're Erechaim, they come up every day, which is why there's a focus on it. Right? But the Torah is so much more broad. I mean, you learn Chayish Mishpat, you know, Rabbi Saul Reisman has a Sefer on Hilchus Ribbis. And he says there, I think he writes in Akhtam, or I heard him say it in a speech, he says that the Mishabura says that if you don't learn Hilchus Shabbos, there's no way you're going to go through a, a Shabbos without being over on something. You know, you'll be over. He says there's no way that a guy who's in business, who doesn't learn Hilchus Ribbis, that he's not going to be over on a halach of Ribbis. You know, sometimes it's impossible, right? And these are, these are, you know, so it's not just you come home, you know, you, you work all day, you, you work, and then you have a mincha is where you have to focus on halacha. No, right? It's, it's every aspect of life in hiring employees and firing employees, right? And when are you supposed to pay? How are you supposed to pay? Right? These are all, these are halachas, right? The ribis, you know, uh, getting a, uh, you know, paying, uh, paying more money to pay with credit card. It's a ribis. It's a shayla of ribis, you know? Uh, subscriptions, right? But paying subscriptions to magazines is asr. It's a salacha, right? You should know that. It's also, you know, I'll let it buy a subscription to a magazine. Again, there are ways the magazine to, to structure it that will be okay because, because you're, you're lacking in a price, right? Which means that you're giving them money in advance, which is a loan. In return, you're getting the benefit, not only the magazine, but the lower rate if the price goes up, right? That's ribis. That's right? It's not pashit. If the magazine offers you a way to... Okay, I'm not, the point doesn't have to talk about ribbons. The point is that, you know, in day-to-day, Yeridea, these things, you know, these things come up, Ebenezer, these are shiles which come up in day-to-day life, and they affect us in day-to-day life, right? So uh, this is what Hirsch was, was trying to point he was making, you know, that uh, we, we think Torah is just, you know, uh, a bunch of ceremonies, and then like, but again, so, so but, but when we're talking about halacha, practically, or Chaim is the one we want to start with. So what do you learn? He says, what? Pay more with the credit card, because again, the Jew is lending you money, and he's charging you more, right? Because he's lending you the money by letting you buy it on credit, because he's not getting the money until the night from the credit card company. 
So he's in effect lending you money and he's charging you more to borrow money from him. So if he passes on his cost, so he gets charged 1% for thing and he, he's allowed to pass on his cost to you. But to pay more for credit, sorry, I had a friend of mine who learned in, uh, maybe, maybe the Rav knows more, you know, who, who had a Chabura in DMG, who was learning Ribis, and he told me, oh, maybe things changed. I met Rabbi Reisman at a wedding like, three, four months ago, and I asked him, I said, as far as you know, did anything change? He said, no. You know, whatever. Okay, a gas station, if it's owned by a non-Jew, you're fine. You could pay ribbons to a non-Jew. Um, but, uh, you know, Jewish grocery stores used to do it, and I, I think a lot of them stopped it. You know, you're allowed to pay less for cash. You're allowed to get the cash discount. That's fine. So, but to pay more for credit card is a problem. So, uh, again, this is, a, this is a, again, I'm just trying to point out that you can go day-to-day life without, uh, that's, I'm trying to stress this point, that Hilchah's rib is, you know, your, your neighbor borrows a loaf of bread and they pay you back. There, there's, a, there's a halva here with the payback. If the, low, if, the, if the price of the loaf went up, you know, these are all questions which are, okay, so what do you learn though? So obviously when it comes to Urchaim, and let's get back to Urchaim, um, Mishabura is the Paisik, he's the Paisik that we go with, right? Mishabura, Mishabura. It's very hard to learn Mishabura, right? It's very hard. It's, uh, you know, especially if you want to kind of, Mishabura is a peerish on the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is a summary of the Beis Yosef, which is a peerish on the Torah, which is a summary of the Rambam Rush and the Rif, which are, you know, Sakalach of the Gemara. So the Mishabura, we're getting, you know, a bunch of generations down. You know, he says they're, they're not, you know, it's, it's written on the Shulchan Aruch, so things aren't as Masudr, right? They're kind of all over the place. Um, they were never me- it was never meant to be like a standalone Sefer Torah Beis Yosef. So it's, it's, there's no summary. It's, it's a hard Sefer to learn Mishabura on its own hand. So, you know, it's also not so engaging sometimes, you know, you're not getting a lot of lumdus and background information sometimes. So, you know, there are ways, you know, you have the Shaina Halacha, so Chaim Kanievsky wrote like a, a, a summary of the Mishnah He rewrote the entire Shulchan Aruch Mishnah in a more systematic way, some people like that. But he says, Aruch HaShulchan is a Sefer, right? It's much easier to learn because he just, he also gives you the Gemaras and he gets into them. You know, the problem with the Aruch HaShulchan is, is that, you know, you want the Piske Mishabura. You know, that's, uh, you know, Aruch HaShulchan was Aruch HaShulchan, but Lamaisa, most of us today, Mishabura is the foundation of Halacha. So, uh, so he says, um, he says, first of all, he gives a few suggestions. Number one, have a Rebbe or recordings of a Magachir to help you learn Mishabura. Right? So Mishabura, find some sort of Mishabura Shir that helps you learn it. Again, it's not just knowing, again, obviously we have a hundred years between Mishabura and now where all sorts of new halachas came up, you know? So you have like, there's new Mishaburas that try to add things. But again, just even just learning it is, is not an easy thing to do. Just learning, you know, it sounds easy. We all know like, you know, we, we all start learning Seven Aleph and the next day we have Neglavasa Shisla by our beds and it's wonderful, right? But ultimately it's not an easy safer to learn if you're trying to understand and get things in a systematic way. He says, uh, if you can learn the Gemara and the Ramams beforehand, that's also something which is very useful, so you have more of a foundation. Um, it's Rabbi Labiaski himself, this is something which is, he's very into and passionate about, and he started working on a Sefer, which is going to be like, to help you learn the Mishabura. In other words, it's going to give you the basics, the Gemaras, the basic Shittas and the Rishonim, and then you read the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishabura, and you know what he's talking about. He started, he did a few different, you know, he, 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 start, he did a few samples, didn't come out the way he wanted, so I'm not sure where the project is holding, but that's something. He says, also, he has a very interesting suggestion, and I've tried it, I can tell you that it's a game changer in learning Shulchan Aruch Mishabura. He says, there's two very interesting things that happen. He says, first of all, the Ramah messes things up in, a, in a, an interesting way, right? Ramah, what did Ramah do? The Ramah wrote his own Darkimayish, he wrote his own Svarman Halacha, and when the Shulchan Aruch came out, so instead of putting out his competing Sefer, he just threw in little lines in the Shulchan Aruch where the Ashkenazim are different, or where he argues, or where he says something different. So, 
it's the, sometimes you read it and it's not really uniform. The Ramah's adding something which actually changes the whole flow. He's arguing on the Shulchan Aruch by adding something, right? So you read it and it just gets confusing. He says what you should do is learn the entire simon just with the Shulchan Aruch. Skip the Haggah, skip the Ramah's. Read it and kind of read it from beginning to end. If it's a very long simon, it's hard. Read the simon, it's five sifim, and just get what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. You'll get his structure. It's, it's, it's a game changer because you're going to get a much more, as opposed to learning it, and then, oh, the Ramah's arguing here, and the Ramah's actually reinterpreting something, and then you have to read the Shulchan Aruch, just the Beis Yosef, the entire simon. And then go back, and you can read it again with the Ramah, and then you can look at the Mishiburus Pirish, but understanding just what the simon is saying, because now, now you could get to you know, what the Pirish on it is, what, the, what everything else is. And he says, Chayadam with Piske Mishnebura, Kitzur Shulchan Aruch and Piske Mishnebura. Obviously, uh, Kitzur Shulchan doesn't have Hilchus Shabbos, so it's a little more difficult. But again, clearly, Rav Aaron is a is Mishnebura. He holds is is the Sefer again, which is the Sefer of Halacha, right? Obviously, it's interesting. Rav Aaron wrote a uh, wrote a had put a Siddur out called um, uh, Elias Elio. It's a few different editions. The latest one, the nicest one, is called Elias Elio. And, uh, and it's a beautiful seder. It's, 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 it's the, the, the few different things about the seder. The makairis of every tefillah is very into, the earliest makar. He also has, uh, he also has girsois, right? It's a, you read it, it's a different, it's a different seder than, you know, seder got corrupted a lot through the years. A lot of the maskilim corrupted it and different girsas got corrupted. So he has the original nusuch and he puts on the bottom, he has notes about all the different nuschais, but he also has a very geschmack halacha, hilchas tefillah, right? Not just the art scroll, you know, whatever. You know, he has much more comprehensive in the halachas of davening before each, you know, place where it comes up. Um, the nusuch svar, they wanted to put out a nusuch svar version, not him, someone else wanted to do a nusuch svar, and obviously there's a lot of challenges in nusuch svar because, you know, if girsas are problems with nusuch ashkenaz, and nusuch svar, it's a whole, you know, you don't even know you come and go, right? It's much... You know, it's, it's so many different things. But he, the Rav Mitzvah Rebbe got involved in the project. And the Rav Mitzvah Rebbe told him two things. He said, first of all, his, well, the second thing he said was, he says, you wrote everything like Bekissa. Even when you wrote the Halachas, you wrote this, you quoted the Mishabura, you know. He says, by, by Nusuch by, by people, like Hasidim, writing things short is not a, is not a virtue, it's not a Milo. He says, if it's too short, they don't like it. You want to have, you've got to have more, you've got to have more kishkas in it. He says that the second thing is that you wrote the Mishabura as your Paisik Achen, by Hasidim, he says it's the Magad Avram. I don't know, is that the. What? Shukhna Kharav, Magad Avram. Yeah, he says that's. Really? I know, it's interesting. I mean, the Mishabura quotes the Shukhna Kharav, but it's not his, you know, right. So again, so just like an interesting, uh, but again, Mishabura at least, well, he's writing for an uh, ex-Yeshiva guy. And again, you can take Telechach and Yachamoid, find a safer that's not just, it's going to be easy to understand. You know, you have like these English Svarim, you know, Rabbi Cohen has his English Svarim. Those are Geshmak, but they run into some of the, they're more systematic. But you run into some of the same problems that it just becomes a memory game, right? To know and learn and keep the Halachas, it just becomes memory. Right? You want to get more, right? Rabbi Ribi put on Hilchah Shabbos maybe more of a foundation. There are some, you know, again, figure out which one works for you, but to try to get, you know, the Psaqim, like he says, and Mishimur, and try to learn it in a way which is going to be, uh, you know, Gishmak for you to learn. And uh, I will just do one more, one more uh, piece. The second goal of learning is to be inspired. This is the core of what Muster and Hasidus preached. A person who doesn't study Svarim specifically dedicated to inspiring Avicii cannot express these qualities to develop on their own. Right? The idea that you can learn and from the learning you'll get the Muster and your Shemaim and Hasidus that you want. Again, maybe, maybe Echavidayre, but uh, right? But there'll be Sol Salanta already and the Hasidus already taught us that there has to be Svarim dedicated to it. Right? I'll tell you something. Uh, I don't know if this is okay to say. I just read this this week. It's a powerful thing. Someone quoted from Rav Salvechik. I don't know if I can... Uh, right? He said... Uh, Dovi, Dovi, don't walk out. <laughs> he said that... He said like... He says, Ulai. He said, had Chazal incorporated something like, you know, 
like uh, the Yud Gimel Ikrim into Gemara, he says, we may not have had so many tsaras from like Christians and, and you know, he says Yiddishkeit, the, 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 the machshava of Yiddishkeit, the muster of Yiddishkeit was very confused and confused, right? There was no really systematic hashkaf of Yiddishkeit, and maybe it's by design, but it left kind of a vacuum that you can look at Yiddishkeit as something being, yeah, just like boring halacha, and you know, uh, right? So it's, it's an interesting idea, but again, especially today, you know, it's necessary, it's crucial to have a limud in a sefer that's inspiring. Gemara's Gishmak, and we'll talk in, in next week. We'll talk about learning certain things. Gemara Ashi Lumbus, that's going to make a Gishmak. But without a Sefer and Musr, Hasidah, something, is a, is a, it's not going to happen. Choosing a Sefer to learn is very personal. You may have to try, you know, give it a shot, try a few different farms, see which one works. Give it a, give it a you know, take, take advice, ask, you know, your Rebbe, your Abadim, ask them for a Sefer. But the, 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 the it's important, you know, in yeshiva, okay, there's Musa Sayyidah, there's Shmuzim, but it's important to find that right Sefer. You don't have to learn it every day, but again, you should spend, a, you know, a significant, not just, you know, read it two minutes before you go to sleep, spend, make a Sayyidah, 15 minutes, a half hour, Shabbos, f- figure out a time to learn it, and, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could also listen to Shmuzim, there's so many good Shmuzim to listen to, but again, not, not in the car, and you're just like listening, you know, with, uh, with a half an ear, but to sit down and listen, and to, and to listen in a way that you're trying to get meaning from it, not listening in a way to try to shots up what he's saying until you can argue on it, right? It's hard to recommend any one particular set, as different people have different approaches. Try a variety of recordings until you find the one that awakens you emotionally and intellectually. You can listen to Ervan Lapiansky's, you can listen to Ervin Yaman or Moshe Weimager. I mean, you pick it, there's, there's uh, again, not meaningful people, not, not interviews with, with people that, you know, fluff. Listen to you know, Sefer, which is actually, you know, the yeshiva guys, like a lot of, you know, former yeshiva guys love Ali Shur. You know, it's, it was Shmuzin and Vadim given to yeshiva bachim, but it's a nice and systematic muster approach. Others farm, find the Sefer that's going to give you inspiration, your Shemayim, and, 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 and inspire you and light that fire. Because um, that's something which, which without having a dedicated Seder and Sefer and something, uh, you're not going to be able to get. All right.